LSU fans know better than anybody, there's no place like home. Whether it's Tiger Stadium or Tiger Park, the PMAC or Alec Box. When we're at home, we win. The spread of COVID-19 will keep us from going to games for now, but we still have to work together to defeat this virus. Do your part by staying home. Whether you're sick or healthy, staying home is critical in the fight against the coronavirus. Remember, staying home saves lives. Hey everyone, this is Cody Worsham back with another episode of Tigers United. If you missed the first one with Ruby Harold and Skyler Mays, go back and check that out. If you're not familiar with Tigers United, what we're doing is a special podcast series during this social distancing and quarantining period that we're all going through where we bring together LSU athletes, LSU coaches from the same sports, from different sports, from the same class, from different classes, and hear from them and what they're going through during this time period looking at what we're going through right now through an athletic lens. Uh, if you missed the first one with Skyler Mays and Ruby Harold, go back and check that one out, please. Um, on this one, I have Cole Henry and Eric Walker, both pitchers with LSU Baseball. The first episode, we went with two athletes from different sports. This episode, we're going with two athletes from the same sport. Both are in different positions from Skyler and Ruby. Both have the opportunity to come back for next season if they so choose. Eric is a redshirt junior pitcher from Texas. He was a freshman All-American in 2017 on LSU's 2017 SEC Championship and College World Series finalist team. He was also a 2017 freshman All-American and a 2018 SEC Academic Honor Roll performer. He's from Arlington, Texas. Cole Henry is a draft-eligible sophomore from Florence, Alabama. He was a 2019 freshman All-SEC freshman All-American through Perfect Game, NCAA Regional All-Tournament team member. He was the ace of LSU staff this year. When I look back on this time period in 10 or 15 years, I'm always going to remember that Wednesday where the sports world shut down because to me that was the moment where this thing became serious to the greater public. It certainly was the night that it became serious to me. I remember that night LSU was playing South Alabama and I was deciding whether or not to go to the game. And I told my wife, like, I think I'm going to go to this game because there's a small chance that there may not be another game to go to for a while. And as the game started, things were relatively normal in the sports world. And as the game went on, things got weirder and weirder. It was the night that Rudy Gobert tested positive for COVID-19. It was the night that the NBA shut down. It was the night that I think we all realized as sports fans – everything was about to change. So I wanted to talk to Cole and Eric about that day, what it was like for them. If you remember after that game, I remember it vividly. We talked to Cade Beloso, we talked to Paul Maneri, and the plan was for LSU to play that weekend at Ole Miss to start SEC play with no fans in the stands. Quickly, those plans changed, and I wanted to get kind of an inside look at what that day was like as the players on that Thursday after were boarding the bus, getting ready for the first weekend of SEC play and literally had to get their bags off the bus and sit down and be told at first that they weren't playing that weekend. And then eventually, as you'll hear Cole and Eric talk about a few days later, find out that their seasons were over. So uh, a slightly different feel to this episode than the first one, because both of these guys do have the opportunity to come back. And because they're teammates, they do have a little bit more 
of a, of a joking relationship. You'll hear them kind of uh, rib each other. I think Cole, if you watch the video on YouTube, uh, which you can watch all these on YouTube, LSU Sports channel on YouTube, um, Cole grew out a little bit of facial hair, which isn't uh, isn't normally the the way that things work with LSU baseball, but because of the social distancing and the team not being together, they are allowed to grow out some facial hair for now. So you'll hear them talk about that. So there's a little bit of a different tone to this episode. It's a little more lighthearted. With Skyler and Ruby, their careers are basically over. Um, they're, they're both deciding to move on, whether or not they got that winter sport eligibility that the NCAA still hasn't decided on, whether they get that or not. Both of those athletes are ready to move on with their careers. But with Cole and Eric, you have two guys that could be back next season. You'll hear them talk about that. In one sense, I hope that this episode is a good distraction for you. We talk about baseball. We talk about um, the season that the guys were having, how good the pitching staff was. Todd Polite sent me a great stat detailing how this pitching staff had the best ERA through the first 17 games of any team in his database, which goes back 20, 25 years. So that's how good this pitching staff was. You'll hear them talk about just the bond that those guys had, the the heartbreak of their season getting cut short, the uncertainty of things to come. At the same time, you'll hear them joke around like teammates do. And I think that's uh, important for all of us in these times. Look, there's a lot of serious stuff going on. There's a lot of life-threatening and and critical things that we're all dealing with in in one form or another. Um, I think for those of us who are healthy, who are able to um, sit back and enjoy a podcast, doing whatever we're doing, whether we're watching our kids, whether we're cutting the grass or whatever we're doing right now in our social, social distancing, I think it's important to be able to take our minds off of things for a little bit, take a deep breath, think about sports, um, remember the good times that we had with sports this year, um, look forward to sports coming back and baseball in particular. This is the time of year where baseball would be in full swing and um, thinking about it makes me nostalgic for it. I miss it already. I can't wait till it gets back. So hopefully this episode uh, is not only a chance to kind of hear from Cole and Eric on the things they're going through as student athletes and the things that they're dealing with finding places to work out and trying to figure out what's next in their futures. Hopefully uh, it's both insight into what they're going through and a little bit of a distraction for all of us and what we're going through and uh, and a reminder that we're going to get through this. And when we do get through this, there's going to be a lot of good things to look forward to. So kind of a long-winded introduction. That's how I tend to be with my introductions. I apologize for that. So let's go ahead and get to the interview with Cole Henry and Eric Walker of LSU Baseball. I get to spend a few minutes with Cole Henry, Eric Walker of LSU Baseball today. Guys, thanks for your time. Um, interested to catch up with you guys, hear from your perspective, just kind of how this whole situation has played out for you. Um, because y'all probably had the most dramatic ending to the season that I can think of for any of the uh, any of the sports. Like literally about to get on the bus and having to unload your stuff off the bus, and um, you know, really the the Wednesday that sports stopped y'all were playing I mean I was I was up in the press box covering that game and before the game it kind of seemed like you know maybe there'd be some games without crowds or or something like that and then by the end of the game it was kind of like okay like things are about to change so I want to get y'all's perspective on that I want to talk to y'all about what y'all been up to how you've been training how you've been staying mentally engaged all that stuff so um, Eric I'll I'll start with you as as the veteran guy Uh, take me back to kind of that Wednesday Wednesday Thursday um, where everything changed and 
I know you guys, like I said, were, were really getting on the bus and about to start SEC play. And then all of a sudden it uh, kind of ground to a halt. So just take me back through, you know, th that Wednesday, Thursday, and then all through the weekend when it went from where we thought it would be, you know, maybe playing without any fans to all of a sudden the, the season's over. Yeah, uh, it was definitely a weird week. Um, it was going to be a big week for us because we had uh, two midweek games, um, Tuesday and Wednesday night. Um, and then we were leaving on Thursday to head to Ole Miss and start SEC, like you said. And, you know, that was going to be a big series for us because Ole Miss hadn't lost until or since the first game of the season. So, you know, we knew we had a tough test. And, um, you know, Wednesday night was a big game against South Al. And it was just kind of a weird ordeal. You know, I think sixth or seventh inning, we kind of start hearing speculation that the, the NBA's canceled. And, you know, everyone is completely shocked. Um, you know, obviously that's an indoor sport. And I think, you know, I think um, as far as like the spread of the virus kind of seems, you know, uh, logically more um, at, at risk. And so that was kind of crazy to hear. And then um, on Thursday, you know, when we go to the bus and, you know, we put our bags on like normal, get our Chick-fil-A and, and eat and right before we get on the bus. And, and, you know, and then they say, take the, take the bags off. That was kind of, that was kind of weird just to go out and, um, you know, get our bags off and, and not know what the future held. Um, and then to have coach tell us that, you know, in his lifetime, other than 9-11, that he's never seen anything like this. You know, it, I think it kind of hit us all like, wow, this is, you know, this is bigger than sports. This is bigger than us. Um, you know, obviously we were affected and we wanted to go play Ole Miss. Um, you know, we just wanted to compete and do what we've been doing all year and continue the season. But, you know, I think I think we started to realize in the next few days um, it went from no fans um, to the season canceled till March 30th or something like that to, you know, Omaha was canceled. So it kind of it kind of just hit us in a domino effect. And um, I guess I can only speak for myself. It was just kind of hard. Um, you know, me, Cole and, and Beck were out playing golf when we found out about Omaha being canceled. I just remember Beck just, you know, all of us, but especially Beck because he's a true senior and, you know, he doesn't know if he just played his last game ever. Um, he doesn't know if his baseball has, has come to an end. So that was definitely hard. And it, it was just, you know, kind of a shock just one after another. Cole, same question for you. What are, what are the memories that you have of you know, Coach Maneri's conversation in the locker room and, and then just kind of the, the four or five days after? Um, I think a lot of the same what Eric said. Just a lot of uncertainty and a lot of, like, what do we do now? Kind of thinking. I think everybody's kind of looking around to see, see what everybody else is feeling. Um, I know I was. I didn't really know what to – I was speechless. I didn't really know what to say. Um, I think anybody would be if their season was just done right there and they had plans of traveling to Oxford, Mississippi to play a three-game series against a team that was really hot and we were excited to play and a great atmosphere and kind of like a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to go to Oxford and do that. So um, I think our whole team's excited and ready to go. And um, I think that was kind of our first test as a team besides going to Houston. Um, I think it was really a – a really a, a big deal for our whole team and to see it go away like like it did uh, was kind of shocking but um, I, I felt more for the seniors than I did myself because um, I knew that if I wanted to come back I could next year um, 
it wasn't my last year ever playing like some guys. And uh, I felt especially bad for Beck because I was right there with him whenever he found out the news. And so um, it was kind of just a surreal moment of like, and I just was just with one of my really good friends that just found out that he might have played his last game of baseball ever. And um, it was kind of just a shocking moment. I didn't know really what to say or what to do. And I think me and Eric were kind of like, yeah, let's just uh, let's just go ahead and go home. And so that's what we did. We just packed up all the stuff off the golf course and hauled butt back to the car. <clears throat> yeah, I think we were on hole eight. If I yeah, weren't we? Yeah, yeah, we were on hole eight. We had to get our rain check. <laughs> yeah, we finished the, <laughs> the hole like, the hole seven, and then just couldn't. We hit our drives on hole eight and just couldn't finish. It was it was really tough. Were they bad drives? Is that a motivating factor in, in walking off the course? No, nah, I'm pretty sure I bombed mine. Yeah. <laughs> no, but no, it was it was one of those things where you, uh, don't, you don't like to think about it because it wasn't a great moment, um, yeah. especially on the golf course. That's one of my favorite things to do is play golf with my buddies and kind of came to a halt as soon as we found out the news. And um, we just kind of looked at each other and we we're just like, now what? And we, nobody knew. <clears throat> baseball players and, and particularly pitchers are you guys are such creatures of habit like you have your weekly routines and you go through your routines and and nothing changes really um just you know whatever that day brings you you do it you get it done and you move on to the next day and now this has all been thrown through a loop and I think it's something we're all dealing with in our own way um as pitchers as athletes how how much of a shock to the system is that to have just your your routine broken up and not even just the the throwing and the running and all that stuff, but the camaraderie and the locker room uh, conversations and all those things that maybe sometimes as athletes, you know, you take for granted at times or um, you just assume is, is going to be there the next day. And all of a sudden that's gone. Yeah. I mean, I, I think as athletes, you definitely, you hit it on the head. It's kind of something you take for granted for, cause we've done it for, you know, 20 plus years. And, um, you know, we always kind of kid around in the, in the hard times of the fall, you know, when you're on your, your fifth lift of the week, it's like, man, some free time would be nice. But, you know, I think we're starting to realize, you know, in these last few weeks, like, man, this is, you know, what do we do with our time? And, you know, it, it really just makes you appreciate, um, you know, through the hard times, like you said, the camaraderie that you build with your teammates, you just, you can't replace that. And it's something that you just, you know, I, I don't know if we take it for granted, but it, it's just always been there and it's it's not here right now. And so it's kind of it's just different. And it, it's really hard because you don't get to see your guys every day. Um, you know, I think when we were packing up our bags and all leaving, it's like, you know, hey, where are you going to work out? What are you going to do? Well, you know, you can't be in a group more than 10. So it's, you know, everyone's doing their own thing. Um, you know, you can text and Snapchat, but that's that's not like being in a locker room, you know, fighting till the end with your guys. and. It's just it's just way different. Yeah, I agree uh, with Eric. Same thing. Um, for me, it's like you know sometimes you get to the field and you're on that seven day routine or whatever, and you sometimes you get up there and you're like, man, I just really don't feel like working out today. And then you kind of sit back and you look around, and you see like the rest of the guys, like the hitters and the rest of the pitchers, just going out there and every day treating it like it's their last game. And you're like, man, I got to. I got to do what I got to do to get ready for my next start and um, do what I can do for my team. And so I think just 
having the guys around, it kind of pushes me more than it would whenever it's just me by myself. It's kind of hard to find that that extra drive to where, like, man, I want to fight for these guys. I want to go out there every Friday night or whatever night it is and say, like, I'm going to give everything I got every time I go out there to make sure this team wins a ball game. And um, it's just so weird now that it still hadn't really set in, honestly, that, like, that was the last time we were, we're like, we stepped on the field in 2020 as a team. And uh, it's just a weird feeling. And we don't know who's going to be back next year or anything. I I could never see uh, some of these guys ever again, like Daniel Cabrera or Zach Mathis, you know, some some guys that are probably going to go or that thought they were going to go. And then now nobody really knows what's going to happen. So it's just, just a weird thing. I'll start with Cole and then Eric, you can pick up. What, what's the, what's the most frustrating thing? What's the, the hardest thing that you're going through right now? What's the, the biggest mental challenge for you? Uh, I think for me, it's, I, I, I miss being around the guys still. Um, it's just a weird feeling just being not around like you literally from the start of the fall until, you know, the end of June or May or whatever it is. I mean, you're with these guys every single day, uh, even on the weekends, going to football games, basketball games, scrimmages, everything. Um, I mean, everybody's best friends pretty much. And it's just gone and not at the time that you'd expect it to. So uh, I think just trying to figure out like how to get back in the, gym and get back in the swing of things of throwing and all that it's just kind of been a a task because everything's closed everything is like you don't know where you can go work out everything parks are closed schools are closed um so if you don't have any like pretty good connections you can't really get in anywhere and so um it's kind of been a grind just trying to find an open field or parking lot or whatever it is to try to get thrown in and can't really work out so uh, just do a lot of body weight stuff at home or running or whatever it is. It's, it's been tough. Yeah, I mean, I think definitely the missing <clears throat> the teammates is number one. Uh, but I guess to throw another one at you, it's just really just for me, it's the confusion of, um, you know, as far as throwing and working out right now, I think today they actually announced that the draft is being pushed back until July. Um, and then on top of that, you have, you know, if you're coming back, you have summer ball. Um, you have, you know, things starting in the fall. So, you know, it's kind of confusing, to be honest, whether, you know, should you keep throwing? Should you be ready for summer ball? Is that even going to happen? Um, you know, whatever you're doing on top of that, as far as like working out and just staying in shape, um, you know, I found a buddy's garage a couple of days a week. Um, me and him have been working out. But like Cole said, if you don't have connections like that and – um, if you don't have a place to train, then it's it's just body weight stuff. You know, do as many push-ups and abs, I guess, as you can, and um, just just pray that you stay in shape enough to to pick it back up when stuff opens. But it's just the uncertainty of the future that you know you you don't really have like an end goal. You always have, you know, in the in this this past fall we had like a plan. You know, we had workout till hit this date, uh, fall ball until this date, Omaha challenge. You know prepping for the next step but it's you know it's confusing as to know what is the next step for you know really we're speaking a bit of baseball but any sport what is the next date what do the days look like for you guys right now I mean is it just trying to find ways to work out is every day the same are you trying to 
trying to mix it up and find find ways to to stay active mentally i mean what's what's kind of the the daily routine look like right now when when your options are limited um for right now for me i'm actually in uh jupiter florida with one of my buddies brax garrett um and our routine oh i was going to work out at uh cressy performance which is a place down here and um our routine was just go work out and then throw uh before or after and then they actually shut down the gym the second day i was here and so it was kind of just you know all we can do is throw now um so we've been they had the fields open right next to the uh, complex for a couple of days after that. And then they actually just closed those like three days ago. So um, we just had to go find some open fields. And uh, luckily one of his friends lives at a apartment complex. It has like a pretty big field that a bunch of people play like soccer and stuff in. So we just kind of went out there and threw, did some sprints and stuff like that. But that's about it. Um, <clears throat> I've been looking forward to each meal. So after I eat lunch, I'm like, man, I can't wait to see what I can get for dinner. That's about, that's about the most exciting part of my day. So yeah, meals are a big part of the days. Now you're planning them out, and, and you know I, I can speak for myself. We've been cooking a lot more at the house. Um, but as far as you know, training and stuff goes, just kind of wake up, eat some breakfast, and then go out. And you know, I've been riding my bike a lot, doing a bunch of body weight stuff at the park. Um, trying to do push-ups and, and a bunch of core stuff just to, you know, build some kind of strength. Um, and then about two days a week, my buddy, um, he actually just left to go back to Austin. So it's not available anymore, but I've been working out in his garage, just me and him. Um, and then just kind of throwing with him in the street. Um, you know, I'm, I'm kind of more of like a, a maintain phase right now as far as throwing because like I said you don't really know what the next step is uh, we don't know about summer ball or any of that yet so um, just kind of trying to keep up with the arm strength and just kind of stay active really a um, little bit of tennis uh, just stuff that you know keeps you moving with less than you know four or five people at max and just kind of doing stuff like that a little bit of golf and uh, you know that's about it. I think one of the challenges is is trying to find bright sides in all this. Um, just little little moments or, or little opportunities that, you know, kind of like you mentioned earlier, I think it was Cole that mentioned this, but there are times, I think we all experience this when you go back and you're thinking, man, I just wish I had a little more time to do this or a little more time to do that. And now we're sitting here and we got all the time in the world and we just wanted to go back to the way that it was. But are there any, I don't know, bright spots, opportunities, um, that things that you've been able to do or think about or explore or just dedicate more time to, um, whether it's something baseball related or, you know, cooking or whatever it is, um, just something that you could kind of spend some time with that you, you couldn't before and, and, um, and just kind of spend a little more time with it now? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I guess – you know, when you turn on the TV, you see the whole world um, coming together as one. Um, and like I said earlier, this is so much bigger than sports now that it's, you know, in full swing. And I think it's just kind of cool to see everyone, um, you know, having to do their part in something that we're trying to accomplish as a nation. And, uh, you know, to see pro athletes come on and, and they're doing the same thing that you're doing, body weight stuff at the house and whatnot. I think it's just cool to see everyone coming together. Um, but on a personal level, I think as far as, you know, what I've found 
um, you know, I definitely want to go back to the routine, but, you know, I've just kind of found an appreciation for, you know, cooking, finding your next, your next meal. Um, and then just some sports that you don't really get to normally play. Um, you know, I told Cole whenever he gets back, I'm, I'm pretty dang good at tennis now. So he's got to look out and I'm sure, uh, golf is, is in, um, is in the follow, you know, coming up soon, but, you know, I think it's just cool seeing everyone, especially athletes, when you turn on ESPN, having such a positive outlook, especially with the Olympics getting canceled. Um, <clears throat> you know, seeing Mondo um, specifically, who's trained his whole life and who's about to be, you know, 19 or 20, whatever he is in the, in the 2020 Olympics, I think that's just, you know, something astonishing that no one has ever really accomplished before in pole vaulting. So it's, you know, the whole world's affected, and I think it's just cool to see everyone come together. Yeah, I uh, I agree with Eric. Um, and in times like these, I feel like America just seems to find like that that patriotism that's always kind of been there. Just like in hard times, whenever everyone goes through these things, where we just kind of all get together, common goal, whatever it is. So like, I know a bunch of car companies are making ventilators, and um, I saw where like the fanatics uh, they're turning their baseball jerseys into like hospital gowns and masks and stuff. I think that's awesome. And uh, I think that Americans are always uh, the ones that kind of step up and go out of their way for someone else, another American. And um, that's what's great about living. It's just one of those things where you kind of feel that sense of pride about your country. And when someone else is kind of down or um, something's going on in their life, you always It's one of the things I like about uh, being American and being part of something that's bigger than myself. What are y'all watching? I know you got. I know baseball players are always the guys to go to with entertainment stuff because y'all have more downtime than than a lot of other athletes, especially pitchers, since y'all only work one day a week um, for the most part. What are y'all? What are y'all watching? What are y'all? What are y'all entertaining yourselves with? Tiger King, the new show on Netflix. Have y'all seen it? I haven't seen it. Oh man! Yeah, so my wife's been watching it, and uh, I've been catching up on Better Call Saul. So I hadn't I hadn't watched Tiger King, but everyone on Twitter's talking about it. Um, so I, I think I need to I think I need to watch it before it gets spoiled for me. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm a big Breaking Bad guy, so I, I feel you with the Better Call Saul. But yeah, I've been watching Tiger King. It's it's pretty interesting. I'm not a I'm not a big TV show guy, so uh, <laughs> I like I like a I'm more of a movie guy. Like I've been a on TikTok a lot recently. TikTok and YouTube, those have been my my choices of entertainment. What are the uh so I, I don't do TikTok. Um what are the what are the TikTok accounts to follow? Oh man. I, is that how I it really works? Follow. Do you follow an account? No, I'm just on the for you page, which just is a bunch of random people, a bunch of random videos. So if I come across something funny, I'd give it a like. I don't I don't really have a I, I a get favorite. a lot of them. <laughs> <laughs> Before we wrap up, let's talk a little LSU baseball. I mean, let's let's look back on some some fond memories that you guys have, since that's pretty much all we can do right now with LSU baseball. Eric, I'll start with you, um, and, and I'll say this for both of you: I, I don't. This isn't the place to to talk about it unless you want to. I, your future plans are your future plans. I'm sure you guys will reveal those in due time. And if you want to talk about them here, go for it. But let's just take this point and look backward. What have been some of your favorite memories? At LSU so far, Eric, you can go first. Oof. Um, 
this just this past season or just overall? It, it, it can be any season. So you could go back to, to freshman year. It could be this season. Um, favorite games, favorite starts, favorite favorite moments, favorite wins as a team. Oh man, um, you know it, it's frustrating because this team was really good. Um, looking back, I think one of the coolest things was you know just winning the SEC. Um, you know, obviously can't say anything because we didn't even start SEC play, but uh, you know just going to the SEC uh, tournament and winning that in Hoover. Um, and being able to throw the championship game, that was, you know, for me, as far as personal starts, that was one of the coolest to play Arkansas and then to beat them in the championship and um, in Dogpile and Hoover, that was, that was pretty surreal. Um, and also in that year winning the SEC, um, I think we, we co-won it with Florida in the East. But, um, you know, I think that's what you shoot for is, you know, obviously you want to make it to Omaha, but you got to win your own league. Um, you know, to solidify yourself. And, um, you know, honestly, it's, it's been four seasons, so there's a lot of memories. Um, I could probably give you one with each team. Uh, but um, I don't know. I, I, let me think of one. Cole, you go. Yeah. Uh, I'm not as seasoned as Eric, so I don't have very many <laughs> memories in my just old. second year got cut. <laughs> second year got cut a little short. But uh, I got a couple um, – I guess my first one would be obviously the the regional and super regional last year. Uh, obviously coming to LSU, that's that's like part of it. You know, you know, you're gonna have to pitch in those big games, uh, regional, super regionals, whatever they are. And uh, it was just an awesome moment. The atmosphere is electric. Uh, it was just crazy, and that's kind of like what you dream of whenever you commit to LSU and sign to LSU. You know, you're gonna have to play in those big games that mean a lot to the fans and a lot to the team. And so uh, that was my probably my favorite moment. And then I guess this season was probably uh, the win against Texas. Um, that one's a little bit more personal just because last year uh, kind of went to their place and got swept and uh, wasn't real fun. But uh, this year we got a revenge on them. And it just felt amazing to get that win and uh, just get them back a little bit for what they did last year. They kind of did us dirty. So we had to shut them down. And I think watching Jaden close out those last three innings, I was – Incredible. Uh, that was the most fun I ever had watching baseball. I like talking crap to the other team when I know our <laughs> when I know our pitchers just shoving. So it was a uh, one of the best memories I've ever had. I can say the first five innings were pretty fun to watch as well. So I, I mean <laughs> Texas game for sure. That was a big time. Yeah, it's easy to talk crap when Jaden Hill's out there throwing ninety eight and <laughs> <laughs> striking out everybody that he's facing. You y'all you are talking about the season that y'all were building so far and Todd Polite sent me this stat, which you know baseball stats we don't have enough of them these days he said uh, LSU pitching staff allowed a 186 opponent opponent batting average in the first 17 games of the 2020 season that was the lowest in his database which goes back to 1997 the previous low was 200 in 2017 so you know to kind of look back at the season that was people kept asking me about this team and you know they asked me what do you think this team what do you think? I was always really high on this team in particular because of the staff that y'all had and, and the arms that y'all had and the talent that y'all had and just the, the, the cohesion, um, even though y'all didn't get to finish it out, I guess, how, how special was this group that y'all had this year, both from a talent perspective and a makeup perspective? Uh, was, okay. Uh, no, it was incredible. Um, I love being a part of the staff. I feel like everyone kind of meshed really well. Uh, we're all pretty much best friends and, uh, 
you know, everybody was kind of their own. Uh, I think we kind of policed the pitching staff uh, on our own just because we were all kind of veteran guys. Um, I, mean, I don't think we had, what, two new guys that were on the staff. So um, everyone kind of knew what the goal was, knew what the plan is. Uh, everybody had a year or more under AD. So we know what he wants out of the pitching staff. And everyone kind of had their self goals for the season. And uh, I think it's going to be the same way next year. Um, it's going to be the same staff. I don't know how many new guys we got coming, but I don't think it matters. Uh, we got a lot of guys that are coming back. And uh, I think we're going to be the same or even better next year than we were this year. And so it's kind of like that excitement of what can be that will um, kind of draw you in. So I'm excited to see how these next few months play out and uh, see what happens. Yeah, you know, it's funny you referenced the 2017 ERA or batting average because, you know, when I talked about the SEC championship, I said, you know, it's frustrating that we ended early because there was so much talent. And there's just so much sim similarity in between those two pitching staffs because, you know, it's it kind of has an un unwritten feel about it when you have guys that are veterans and older guys with years of experience who are getting the ball. Um, who just know how to how to go about their business and act and um, it's just a sense of like comfortability when you when you give the ball to veterans and you have these guys like I said that are just coming back and and doing it with experience and you know this group had you know a little bit of everything we had a bunch of guys that like Cole said had different roles who were all as one and kind of just like look out for each other and we know you know we knew we were going to bounce off each other and um, and supplement you know, what each other guy had. And, you know, it definitely is frustrating because we had a good staff. And, um, you know, I think for the most part, we were almost about as healthy as I remember of being here at LSU. And, um, you know, you, you're going to have injuries every time or every year in baseball. It's just kind of how pitching goes. Um, but, you know, for the most part, we were healthy. Um, we were moving along and flowing well. And, you know, I think it, the most frustrating part is we knew the hitters, you know, coaches, coaches are master in, in finding a lineup that works, you know, mid-season moving into postseason and in, end of SEC. Um, and, you know, once that kind of gelled, which I think it was starting to as we were on a, you know, five-game win streak, uh, that's definitely the most, most frustrating part. It's like, you know, what if? What if we could have put it all together and our pitchers just kind of led the way? So I'll wrap up with this. I mean – no one really knows what's coming in the future. We're all kind of living day to day right now and, you know, trying to, like you guys said, living, <laughs> living meal to meal, which I, I really like that approach. Um, but if things do normalize, I guess, over the next few weeks, what, what do you guys think your future does look like? Um, you know, be as specific or as, as nonspecific as you want, but with baseball, with, with, um, with, with your workout plans, with where you're staying right now, with, uh, basically everything that that uh, that that was normal a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, and is now all kind of gone. What do you see kind of that future being like? If, like I said, things can kind of get back to normal. Uh, well, as far as for me, um, I'm planning on getting my master's next year, getting my MBA, um, and you know, I, I think it makes it a little easier for me with the draft getting pushed back because you know, at the small percentage that I would have got drafted this year, you know, sometime in June. Um, NBA classes start um, in, in summer session one in June. So um, that's probably something that I'm going to be on campus for um, if it's even open by then. Um, and then I'll, I will probably be back next year to play 
um, and get my MBA. So I think with the draft and everything, moving to like five rounds, it, it makes it a little easier for me. And, you know, I, I definitely still want to come back and, um, you know, I still have the love for the game and the love for LSU. So I want to, you know, keep going. Yeah, uh, I, I agree with Eric. Um, I'm kind of just riding the wave right now. Um, don't really know which way or the other to go. Uh, all I know is I love LSU. I love playing baseball at LSU, and I have no problem uh, going back. I don't think anybody would. So it's kind of just doing my own thing right now, trying to stay in shape, get ready for summer ball, get ready for, uh, you know, if some teams have workouts or something like that, then I'll be ready for those. But as of right now, we're just kind of taking it day by day. I guess that's all you can do because nobody is really certain on what's going to happen in the near future. So um, just kind of sitting back and just making sure I take care of what I need to do as a person and as a player and uh, just figuring it out. All right. I'm going to end it uh, the, the same way I ended the last one with Ruby and Skyler. You guys have to ask each other a question now. And so I'm going to talk for about 15 seconds while you guys think of a question, ask each other. And uh, whoever thinks of the, the first question can, uh, can fire away. When are you going to shave next? <laughs> uh, well, I, I will uh, say coach texted us and said, you know, what was it? No shave, no shave, April, no shave, May, no shave, June, no <laughs> shave, July and no shave, August. So that was, that was pretty cool. But I, I like giving the guys a hard time because I can't, I can't grow a beard. So me either. <laughs> Good to be part of the club. Yeah. I was just going to, I was just going to ask Eric if he'd been practicing golf because I was going to give him the work when we get back. A little bit. I think me and Dean are <laughs> going to play today. So we'll see. I'll let Did you know. Can you guys rank the golfers on the team for me? <clears throat> Ooh. <laughs> uh, I would say me, Cole, and Beck are our top five. Um, okay, the wild card is Trent Vitmeyer. He claims to have shot in the 70s, but no one has ever seen him play golf. <laughs> so – you can ask him about every time I text him to go play golf, I get no reply. But I don't know. Cole, who else is good? Daniel's pretty good. Yeah, I would have to say uh, the rankings are probably Eric at number one for sure. And then uh, probably me or Beck, number two. I don't know. Daniel's pretty solid too. Yeah. I think me, me Daniel, and Beck are kind of at the same, same tier. And then uh, I think it goes uh, way downhill from there. I yeah, think. Who's, who's the worst golfer? Oof. Landon Marceau. Yeah. Oh, after Top Golf. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we went to Top Golf as a team. Bad showing from Mr. Marceau. <laughs> Dragging the pitching staff down. All right, guys. <laughs> well, hopefully, y'all be back on the course soon. Hopefully, back on the baseball field soon as well. It's good catching up with y'all. Stay healthy. Uh, appreciate your time and go Tigers. Yeah. Go Tigers. Sure, go Tigers. Time.